Kokorongo ki te tangi a te kori mako Ko rero flowing a te hoka force Ko papa relevant, ko papa out of bounds Ko papa exigent, ko papa paramount Nga ko nga whakapiri mai ki te Ko papa tino whakahira hira Whakarongo pi kari kari mai Hare hare mai, o tari ngā hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kane kane move that body Kane kane move that body E ngai hore titi, e ngai hore tata, e ngai iwi o te motu otira o te ao. Nei mātou i te wānanga o te roa me ki ki te ipurau e whakapaho atu nei ki a koutou. Nau mai hoki mai ki tēnei punua pāho ki a taringa. Welcome back everybody. Good to be back here in our cosy little studio and joining myself and te pua Heidi today, Snow. <laughs> Today we're very lucky to have Tene Tuahine o Maua, kua taimai ki te manaki te kaupapa, uh, e te Tuahine Kila, e mihi ana ki ako e tēnā koe te maunga o Tongariro. Uh, o ti rā, te rā tu maunga o uh, ngongotaha hoi anō i tēnei rā ko tō maunga ko Tongariro. Aye. And that's a little clue. Kia ora e te Tuahine <laughs> tēnā koe, pefe ana. Tēnā koutakatoa, uh, ko Tongariro te maunga ko Tauponui Atia te moana, ko Tuwharetua te iwi, ko te heuheu, te tangata... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah! Good timing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Ko kila tēnei. Kia ora, kia ora kila. And even that sound effect is from someone from Tūwharetoa. Ai, tika ana. Kia ora Māui. <laughs> um, so if you haven't worked out at Iwi, I have, I've now got a special sounds keyboard. It's dangerous. It's good though. <laughs> Diversifies. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Adds another... Adds another way to her. And um, Keela in the room, she just gave her paper, so that'll give you a bit of a clue about <laughs> who we're talking about this taringa, because we're back at Iwi o Te Wiki. Engari, mm-hmm. before we launch into that, e te Iwi, it is... Kiwa! 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 Oh, isn't that dramatic? Um, so, ko tātata, oh, nice echo there. You know, it's like the echoes going between Tongariro and Auruhoe and um, ko tātata kiwaha i tēnei, i tēnei wiki kei, kei āko e kila, tātata kiwaha kianga rā nei. Ai, ko te kianga o te wiki, sorry, it's English, ne? So the uh, phrase of the week, tika tērā? Mm-hmm. Ai ua, ai hau, ai marangai. It is quite a prominent saying in Ngāti Tūwharetoa. It's usually mentioned whenever our beautiful female mountain Pihanga, which is in the Mātāpuna on the southern side of Lake Taupo, it is usually mentioned alongside her. Mm. So you would usually say uh, Pihanga, Ayua, Aiho, Ai Marangai, which basically means that she is multifaceted, but she also bears a lot of the wind, the rain and the hail. And you liken it to a woman that you can either use it as... I would say. My mother actually is a woman who is like Bihanga, Ai Ua, Ai Hau, Ai Marangai, and my father often uses that term to describe her because she is a woman that can bear all of that, all of that, and that can also represent Ai Ua, Ai Hau, Ai Marangai, meaning that she can be fierce like the wind and strong like the hail, like Te Ramamuahua. So that that kind of uh, wairua to it. Ai. I know women like that. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> With the cold shoulder. Yeah, could it mean that too? Could it, could it mean, mean that, that one minute you're... Aye. Right. Aye. 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 I that's think what, that's, that's cool. what I mean by it being a bit of a 
two-sided kiwaha, mm. that it could mean someone who is strong and that can bear things, and also someone that could be a little bit icy. Yeah. Yeah. Kia ora. They're like the hell one day and the wind another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unpredictable. Yeah, unpredictable, yes. Yes, And then a nice breeze when they want something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice cool breeze when they want something. I think it's interesting too to note that that is a line out of the Waiata, the famous, mm. one of the most famous Waiata Aroha. Um, kaiakeke wairaka. Oh, true. Um, so, yeah, I find that interesting. Tēnā koe te, e te mm. So, we will be attempting to use that through the segment of Taringa. Nō reira e te wiki koe nei tā tātou ki waha. Nō reira e te wiki a tahuria ke tātou i nāianei mm. ki tā tātou kaupapa, iwi o te wiki and we opened with, well, Kila opened with her pepeha and if you didn't click on this week, we're very, very lucky to have, not only is she a, and hey, look, I ua ai hau, I marangai, multifaceted, she said, multitask, multi-talented, because Kila is actually, we're very lucky she's an employee of Te Wānonga o Te Rua, and she is also mihi too mai, mai. and um, <laughs> she's been born and bred to Faretoa. Mm. We're lucky to have you here. Thank so, you. E mihi ana kia koe. Haere mai. So, mm-hmm. we find when we've done these segments, the people we have sitting in the room is like, surely they must know who this iwi is. The, the various <laughs> iwi we've had. We get a lot of feedback from mm-hmm. people, who, Māori yeah. and non-Māori, yeah. who don't know the iwi that mm-hmm. we talk yeah. about. Well, that's that's funny. We've been I've been having conversations with, because I'm at Te Wānanga o Aotearoa, and prior to this, I've been in a lot of non-Māori organisations. And so it's really easy when you're isolated by yourself mm. to forget that there are other iwi that exist until you come into a place like Te Wānanga o Aotearoa mm. and there are so many different iwi representatives around your place of work. So I've been having some really interesting conversations about my perspective on something Māori, mm. uh, which I think is just the norm, and then actually finding out that other iwi have different perspectives because of maybe where they're placed within Aotearoa or perhaps the influences that different environmental or social or political influences that they have. So it changes their perspective on things that I thought all Māori knew from my perspective. So, mm. yeah, you're um, so funnily enough, I think that's not too hard to believe that people um, don't know very much about other iwi other than their own. That sounds like another episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, a is, very good, yeah. it is. It is a very good episode, perception of mm. of such things. But I'm, I'm the same. Uh, tuwhare toa, I think I know that much, but then people go topo and I say tuwhare toa, and that's all I know. Or, you know, that's all mm. I profess to know. Mm. But the amount of good different... Good place to start. Good place to start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the amount of different hapu marae communities mm. around mm. Lake Taupo, mm. you know, Taupo is not the only place or mm. the Taupo town that we're talking mm. about, city. Yeah. City. City. So it has a Burger King, so it has city. Wait, wait, that's Tūrangi. <laughs> oh, it is Tūrangi. And Tūrangi is a city. Tūrangi is a city. It's a metropolis, just as big as Because that's the other thing I know within our respective iwi that are sitting around here. Mm. We've got Tūwharetoa, Ngāpuhi, Raukawa. Mm. Um, and then we know within our iwi, we have our own sort of picking order. Yes. 
And yeah. then, you know, parts of parts or rohe or takiwa within our iwi will say, oh no, well, we're from this part. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I've noticed that in Tu Yeah, it um, is. We'll get the, you know, the te hikuwai, talking mm-hmm. about te puau. Mm-hmm. And the ones over by the maunga and then the rotoaira the lot. And, yeah, and so it's pretty cool. So maybe we will start there, Te Tuahine. Taupo, or maybe not taupo, kōrero mai... Yeah, so it is quite a big iwi. Geographically, we spanned quite a bit of landmass. Like if you think of um, some of the, maybe the, some of the smaller iwi, they usually congregate to one little kind of place, but we are spread right out all over the place. So to uh, Taupo Nuiatia is actually a good place to start. So Taupo Nuiatia is the central lake. Um, and if you are looking to the south, if you're in Taupo and you're looking to the south, everything beyond the island in the centre, Motutaiko, we call Te Mātāpuna. And everything to the northern side of the same island is Te Hikuwai. And then we branch all the way out to the Kaingaroa, Ranges, Titiropenga, and then just on the other side of the desert road, depending on which side of the lake you come from, <laughs> our side of the lake, we say that Reporua, kind of that, around about that area, mm. near Bulls, that would be kind of our domain on the southern side. And then on the northern side, oh, I mean, Tuwharetoa Ake, there is an area, it's the Hinemihi Bridge, and Ikea Nate Corridor, the saying goes is that the Hinemihi Bridge is kind of the our final boundary. And but, whereabouts yeah. is that, the Hinemihi uh, Bridge? Hinemihi Bridge is if you kind of keep going northeast, you'll eventually the Napier Taupo, right. the Haere Ah, oh, yes. oh, yeah. I know where yeah. it is now. Yeah, yeah. so Kaitera Takiwa. Yeah. So around about in around that area. Yeah. And because we have so many Mountains, a common saying in Te Mātāpuna is Ngā Pai Maunga, and so, which is the mountainous plain. So pretty much if you're in and around the lake and if you can see all the mountains, that's Tūwharetoa yeah. area. Yep, koe rāmātou. Tēnā koe. And then just for our, um, because just recently, when I mean recently, probably in the last five years, mm. you know, I've come to know Tūwharetoa, mm. the relations over at Kawerau. Mm. Aye. Yes. Aye. Well, that's um, that's because our tūpuna, who we have our name from, Tūwharetoa Tangata, Manaya, Waiwairako, Tūwharetoa Teopauri, Kai Tangata. Those were all his names? Those, Those were all his all, names. Those were all of his names, or some of his names. Kia um, And they each name represented a aspect of Tūwharetoa, the man himself. But Tūwharetoa, the man, settled in and so some of his children actually stayed there as well. And Henuinga, so we have a iwi called uh, Tufaretoa Kikawero, and uh, sorry, a hapu. Um, and they settled in Kawero, and so we have a lot of ties to uh, Kawero because of our tupuna, because mm. of Tufaretoa mm. Te Tangata. Yeah. That's a big catchment, that area. I'm just I'm just picturing it myself as you mm. were talking the boundary. Well, it's a lot like there are a lot of stories as well about the different areas in relation to Ngātoroirangi and Tia, as well because we have our um, our namesake Tuwharetoa Te Tangata, but we also in a lot of our stories and a lot of our pastimes we make a lot of reference to our chief, our Tohunga, well, how uh, the Kupu Pakeha mo Te Tohunga um, expert. Ex- 
expert. Um, Subject priest, matter expert. Yeah, priest. priest, priest yeah. uh, wizard. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, Ngātoroirangi, is in a lot of our stories. So he is actually someone who we often refer to in our waiata and will refer to in um, our pakiwaitara mm. as well. And because of Ngātoroirangi and because of Tia, there was a rivalry between them. He whanaunga, he karangatahi. Oh, yes, okay. They were um, and a lot of the um, places around Taupo, Aratia, Tia, Atia, Muri were named after Tia, Te Tangata. So they didn't predate each other, they were there at the same time. Is that what just is that what it is? Yes. From the stories from back home, we are of the belief that Tia and Ngātoroirangi were of the same time, Engari, but they were a different generation. Oh, I ne. see. Yeah. Um, hoia no, a lot of the stories or a lot of the beliefs on some of the places in Tuwharetua come from those two tipuna mm. more so than Tuwharetua Te Tangata. Yeah. So where does the name Taupo Nui Atia, what, was that, does that signify an event or something sort? Or? Um, it's easy to Wikipedia it, but it's better <laughs> to get it from... <laughs> There's a few kōrero that I've heard about that name. Taupo Nuiatia, I think the most commonly spoken about is the lake of, or the cloak of Tia. Mm, so there is a saying that um, Tia, as he was journeying through, because he was a navigator and explorer. He was going yeah. through the forests. <laughs> <laughs> I think Prawne is going to use any excuse yeah, to yeah. use that <laughs> machine today. Um, but if I understand it. So Tia, he had, while he was on the lake, he saw a cliff and the cliff he named uh, the Taupo Nui Atia, the Cloak of Tia. Oh, okay. And it wasn't actually until after that incident, him naming the cliffside, that the people adopted that name and made the entire lake, the Taupo Nui Atia. Mm. That's one saying that I've heard, or one quarter that I've heard. Another one that I've heard um, is actually about um, Ngātoroirangi. And just before he journeyed up to the mountain, he landed just at the base by the lakeside at night time and ekia nei te kōrero i tauia i te pō. some of the, yeah, I, I guess for me, looking at that story and trying to tie it back to Tia himself, I probably think that the first one is closer to, yeah, the I guess my own my yep. own beliefs of, of how it was named. And you also mentioned an island in the mm-hmm. middle of Taupo Nui mm-hmm. Atia. What's the name and what type of significance does it have to uh, Tuwharetua? Yeah, well, um, so the name of the island in the middle of the lake is called Motutaiko. And Motutaiko, growing up, we always saw Motutaiko as a sacred island that nobody was allowed to go on. And I believe that uh, Motutaiko is actually he urupa i nāne, i te mea, he nui ngā koiwi, i tērā mautere. There's a lot of warfare history that has happened on Motutaiko. And so it's one of those islands that no one really talks about because right. there's so much bad blood between the warring tribes of the time. Right. Um, and so no one goes on Motutaiko anymore. It's protected. It's a protected and sacred tapu Moitere Island. Oh, cool. I once heard, and I was wondering if you could 
Uh, is it where a lot of Tonga were held as well, as if to be like the treasure chest of the iwi? Yeah, well, I think. <laughs> I'm seeing Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't you try it now if you're thinking of it. Take a sandbag yeah. and a. <laughs> to yeah, try and, and swap a. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say that you should, should definitely not go on the island. If you're in the area and you see it, observe it, you know, like a museum. Yeah. You go over and kamata <laughs> katitiro, cool it. Yeah. and you absorb the beauty of it without disturbing its, its peacefulness. So I guess maybe one of the things that comes to mind when you're talking about the taonga on the island is actually the... Ngā wairua o ngā rangatira i tū, well, i mate, mm. i reira, right. no reira. Yeah. I have whakaaro no iho, hoi yeah. no. But no, pai ena whakaaro, eh? just because it's it's beautiful and pristine doesn't mean you go, you want to go and touch it. Oh, and no, it's, look, le- it's best to lift, <laughs> yeah. You know, as a young boy, usually on a trip to Wellington mm. and going through Taupo mm. and then, you know, down the other side past Motu Tere, Mm-hmm. And that's the closest, and you know mm-hmm. that side of the lake. And mm-hmm. seeing it as a boy, you know, I could feel things then, you know, as a young boy. And then, you know, as I got older, I heard some mm-hmm. of the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we sing a patere that from Maukuia, yeah. and there's a line in there that talks about her going to get tengako mm-hmm. and to her who goes to the island to get tengako for mm-hmm. her to wear. So yeah, I'm intrigued. Um, by the place I think that's where I got that from Remembering that And I found it quite astonishing To know that There was a place Where you held Yeah You know the heirlooms Or the, well, you're the right. tonga it was, mm. like, it was like A Swiss bank account Yeah, like yeah. the Swiss vault <laughs> I, we all the Yeah we all the things are Yeah Where, yeah. where the Not only the two Tuwharetoa dynasty But mm. You know The Ngā Rangatira Me Ngā Ariki mm. Or Tuwharetoa Kept a lot of their tonga Tēnā koe e nā kōrero So here, Pirangute, you mentioned Manaya and Waiwai Rakau mm. and Tufaretoi Teo Pori. Mm-hmm. And say everybody's, I know for us, it's, mm. it's, we know, but I just wanted to mention that mm. Tufaretoi is part of the Tarawa Confederation. Yes. Oh, or a part of Tarawa Waka, because yes. we said before on a previous show, I see Tarawa as Rotorua yeah. and Tufaretoi is Tufaretoi. Even though Tarawa yeah. say, my makitu ki tongariro. Yeah. My tao te atua ki Yeah, my tao te atua ki ora, tēnā koe. But maybe to just elaborate mm. on those ingwa mm. and how Tuwharetoa got his name um, would be valuable. So Tuwharetoa, so there are a few names that we we mentioned there, everybody. Called Tuwharetoa i te aupauri, Tuwharetoa wai wai rākau, uh, Tuwharetoa kaitangata. And there is another name that we in Te Mātāpuna know him by, which is Tuwharetoa Manaya. Now, he was a... I've always heard Tuwharetoa in a very informal context. Yeah. yeah? So whenever our kaumātua and whenever my pakeke have talked about Tuwharetoa, I always get the sense that he was a little bit mischievous pair <laughs> um, because he was a beautiful man. He mm. was... And if you look at his whakapapa, actually, um, he has many wives 
and mm. many children. And wherever he went, wherever he went, he was always adored by women. Are you I who I model? Okay, one thing you want for me. Kia ora. <laughs> and, or might I mean, I, 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 ooh, I, 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 Um, so he was always adored, and Tera Ingoa, um, his name Manaya, as far as I know, Tera Kupu, was a representation of his physical beauty mm, um, to Faretoa, te tangata. Uh, no reira, uh, kotona Ingoa, to Faretoa, Waiwairako. So Waiwairako, um, of course, the word Waiwai means legs or feet, but in our case, it's, it means legs. To Faretoa, Waiwairako, and Rako means stick or um, tree or branch. Um, and Tu Faretoa Waiwairako in this context means there are a few layers to it. So Tu Faretoa was a fast runner. Kia ora. Tu Faretoa was an expert in footwork. And then a funny one actually that I've heard is that Tu Faretoa Waiwairako means that he had a third leg. Now, previously I've mentioned that he was quite good with the ladies, so hopefully that might give you a bit of an indication as to sort of the subtext of of that name, Wai Wai Rako. Tu Faretoa Kaitangata. Uh, tu Faretoa was an expert as well in weaponry, in in the arts, in martial arts. Martial arts. Yes, the martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> in martial arts, exactly. Uh, hoia no Tu Faretoa Kaitangata actually means to eat people. Devour of men. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so... Tu Faretoa actually had a particular skill in winning battles because of how well-versed he was in weaponry and in feet work. Um, and he was a, a brooding man. He often won his battles. Mm. Uh, tu Faretoa i te Aupauri. This is his, well, the first part of his name. So he has three names. Tu Faretoa i te Aupauri, Tu Faretoa Waiwairako, Tu Faretoa Kaitangata. Tu Faretoa i te Aupauri is a very special name and it has the connection, it's the connection between Tu Faretoa and his father, uh, Mawake Taupo. So his father, Mawake Taupo, bestowed all of these three names upon Tu Faretoa te Tangata, Tu Faretoa the man. Um, and that last that last name, Tu Faretoa i te Aupauri, It talks about their connection, but actually the context around how he got that name was Tu Faretoa, before he was dubbed these three names, um, when he was still called Manaya, um, his father um, predicted or or had thought that Tu Faretoa wasn't able to stand up for himself in battle. Mm. Uh, tu Faretoa was in a particular battle and he, you know, to cut a long story short, he wasn't doing very well. Yeah. And so his father, who wasn't directly with him at the time, sensed that something was wrong. He felt te aupauri or a wave of pain. Um, and he knew that it was from his son. And so his father, Mawake Taupo, went to Tuwharetoa's aid because his father felt that wave of pain or that connection of pain. And therefore, that particular part of his name came to life, Tu Faretoa i Te Aupauri. But within this this battle and many other battles, um, he earned the following names, Tu Faretoa Waiwairako, Tu Faretoa Kaitangata. And that's how Tu Faretoa came to be 
um, those three variations of his name. Kia ora. Um, these are some of the details of um, some of those names um, from me who really just grew up just listening to my yeah. pakeke kind of talk about it and mm-hmm. then go, hmm, really? And so actually it's probably the first time I've thought about it yeah. since, um, yeah. Since, since, so you've formalised your, your, formalized your informal learning. <laughs> so that tuwharetoa teo i teo pauri, mm. does that show, do you mean like a telekinetic? Um, well, terapia. Yeah. Terapia. Yeah, yeah. That's um, how I saw it. That's pretty cool. Terapia. Hoia no um, he... <laughs> you know that just that connection I <laughs> that you yeah. have with your parent or maybe with your child. Mm. But you know the actual words kind of. I'm not too sure what the words mean. We're not here. We have a house named after that. Yeah, I've, it's the first time I've that I've heard it explained. Mm. I've heard I've heard some stories about mm. the name change. I've heard mm. another story that originally it was Manaya and then mm. he became Tufaretoa. Oh, so he was born Manaya. Born Manaya. Kia ora. Uh, that story, oh, And to our listeners at Iwi, it's not uncommon that Tupuna took on different names. Mm. Eh? Yeah. Um, showing mm. um, events in their life mm. or... Yeah, yeah, I know one of our Kraua, um his name was the Kehua, and yeah. it, it yeah. wasn't what funnily cool enough. It wasn't because of well, he was a Kiritea man. He ah, had kira. fair, fair skin, yeah. so people assumed that his name came from his complexion. But actually, he had a tendency when he was holding the Rako to Kehu like oh, this. Right. So yeah. he would kind of lean to one side and favour his left or his right or left eye and then blink from kind of from side to side and ka kehu, kehu haere. So, um, so, but that wasn't until he was a pakeke, until he was aye, older. Aye. So his adult name and his tamariki name were two completely, yeah, separate ingoa, but that's definitely not uncommon that people's names change, yeah. especially important people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I have a few right. names. Yeah. Yeah. Can't say them on the, but when I get him as boy. <laughs> oh, mine's Temene. Temene. Te afare. So oh. what about some of the stories that you have heard about Era Ingoa, about the names from Tuwharetoa? Well, uh, we went down, I had a matter ki, ki te nohi tūrangi te mm. taiwai, te taho rangiria. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's actually, moe mai rangiria, it was their birthday the other day. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And John Kawana? Mm-hmm. He took us around mm-hmm. some of the places. So we went to, I think, I think it was Whakangiangi Pa mm-hmm. and a couple of other places. And I, I recall he talked about um, Rongomai. Te Ngangana? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the name changed from Manaya to Tūwharetoa that he exempt, that he showed to his father that mm. he could commit this deed that his father thought he couldn't. Mm. And that's when he was renamed mm. or Tūwharetoa. Mm. As a, but was still known from mm. as Manaya as well, mm. but as time went on, two faretos mm. stuck. So mm. kuna te kore roi. Is that what they try to portray on Kairaku? Because I'm trying oh, to. Oh, I he paki waitera oroto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to get what. Yeah, yeah. What, what I find about. interesting is is that Manaya was an, was also the name of the archenemy of Ngatoroirangi. Oh, true. <laughs> no. 
Hunga toro rangi battle the last battle he had was at um Te Motiti Nui mm-hmm. Anaki Motiti Island. Mm-hmm. So I've I've always found that interesting mm. that yeah. the descendant of Natoroi Rangi mm. had the name Manaya. Mm. Um, but again, yeah, Manaya was quite a prominent name mm. in that epoch. Mm. So while we're on Natoroi Rangi, mm. maybe Korero Korero Tia Etahi Korero mm. Natoroi Rangi Tataki Tongaka. Yeah, I you know I've grown up hearing about Ngātaroi Rangi and as far as I was concerned as a you know three, four, five, six, up to 12 year old Ngātaroi Rangi was the man yeah and so I guess his journey starts just before he hops on to the canoe of his cousin Tamate Kapua what accidentally steps onto it so he was intended to go on the Tainui canoe actually mm. he was meant to be the tohunga of the Tainui canoe however Tamate Kapua eaikinga korero as the saying goes Tamate Kapua lured or enticed Ngatoroirangi or asked a request of him to come on to the Terawa canoe his own canoe Terawa canoe and he asked Ngatoroirangi the tohunga to do some karakia, to do some incantation, um, to bless the waka before the voyage, which is a fair enough request ne. Mm. Um, before Ngātaroirangi had finished his incantation, um, himself and his wife, Kearoa, they were both on the canoe and it started leaving and he hadn't finished. And so that is kind of the beginning but the beginning of the end, really, for <laughs> because he would forevermore be known as the chief of, or one of the chiefs of the Tiarawa canoe. Mm. And so that was a very rocky journey. And I think, <laughs> I, I believe that because of Tamate Kapua's trickery and because of the way that Ngātaroirangi was tricked into going on to the Tiarawa canoe, it caused some strife um, mm. on that journey. And um, one of the famous stories from home in Ngāti Tūwharetoa is about uh, Te Korokoro o Te Parata. In fact, it mm. is a very prominent Te Arawa story mm. as well. And for those who don't know, while the Te Arawa canoe was going from Hawaii to Aotearoa, there was an incident, a very... Um, bad incident, and there are a few reasons why this incident occurred. But basically, in the middle of the ocean, there was a whirlpool, and at the very centre of the whirlpool was a tanifa, or a creature. As some might say, the whirlpool itself was the tanifa. The Mm. kraken. The kraken. And while this whirlpool, massive whirlpool was going, the te arawa most of the canoes from Hawaii started plummeting into the depths of the parata, the, the whirlpool. And Ngātaroirangi himself pulled them out of that circumstance and he did his karakia and his incantation, whatever else he, he did, and he stopped it. He stopped it. But some of us believe that he perhaps was one was the one that started it in the first place. Absolutely. So, so what were, is that what's that what was the incident? What what was what caused such insult well, for him to create Firstly he was tricked onto a waka that wasn't his. Mm, true. And, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but the key incident that happened was as he was performing his duties, you know, ploughing 
plowing forward to go to to arrive in Aotearoa. Um, Tamate Kapua his Fanonga. I was trying to do his own plowing. <laughs> oh, ayu ai ho ai marangai. He was yeah trying to um, entice Ngatroirangi's wife. Oh, I into bed him. with him. And that's another interesting story as well, actually, because I know Ngātaroirangi had an inkling. He, I think he, he knew that Tamata Kapua may have wanted to do something with mm. Kearoa, his wife. And so Kearoa, there was a string attached to her pinky finger. And pinky actually, finger. Pinky, pinky finger, finger. kietahi, um, pinky toe, kietahi atu. And this string was attached to Ngātaroirangi's own body. Oh. And so the the thought was was that um, Ngātaroirangi would know if his wife was being tampered with oh. by anybody else because the string would move. And I think it happened. Yeah. <laughs> the string moved, Ngātaroirangi found what he had suspected all along but had hoped wasn't true and from that, that was the rage that caused the yeah, world. It would have been like a like a string when you catch a fish, like heaps of tugging on it or something. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess that God was... God knows which way it was going. <laughs> which way was it? Edit I've, that, I've heard Edit. two tamatakapua removed it and tied it. Yes. And oh, yeah. tied it to something. In, mm. So there's all sorts of... Yeah. He was yeah. pretty tricky for Lao to put so a tamatakapua. Research that at Te Whanau is actually quite very interesting, quoted all that stuff. Mm. And so he he himself, Ngātaroirangi, created the whirlpool because he was like, well... I don't really want to be with my cheating wife and I don't really, you know, not really into tamate kapua, my whanaunga. Um, and so, too bad, we're all going to die, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah, so yeah. there was a, a bit of convincing that happened as they were nosediving into this whirlpool from the people of the waka to Ngātaroirangi because they knew that he was the only one that could mm. get them out of it. And he did, probably reluctantly, but, you know. Mm. There you go, Taika Waititi, we've said it before. There <laughs> mm. are many corridor here that you can make great movies after they find the Infinity mm. Stones. Why not? Taku moio ko te ingo te waka i te rawa, ko ngā rākau mātahipu a atua matua. Ngā rākau mātahipu, or some say ngā rākau erua a atua matua, and it was after... The waka came up and Ngātoreirangi... Rākau tata whainē, ngā rākau. Ngātoreirangi said in his karakia ko taku waka ko te arawa mm. and that's when it got the name te arawa mm. was from his karakia to pull them out of the, the whirlpool of mm. te parata. Mm. Kia ora. So he was the man. Mm. Yeah. He sure. was. Yeah. And because of his intention to go on the Tainui Canoe, I know that Ngāti Tūwharetoa and te arawa whānui actually have a lot of history with Tainui Waka. Mm as well. So, um, hoia no. uh, that is one of the stories that I, I remember listening to as a, as a as a young child and going. Mm. We that, haven't even got to Aotearoa yet. <laughs> yeah, we haven't school. even arrived. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, that's one of the things, or one of the things that sticks to my mind mm. about Ngātaroirangi's journey. Um, another one which I'm also, which is also very close to me um, because of the geothermal activity around Taupo mm. and because of the maunga is about Ngātaroirangi's journey up to Tongariro, to the peak of Tongariro. He journeyed up to the, the peak of Tongariro and when he got to the very top, it was freezing. And so he... Was snowing? It was snowing. Was snowing? It was yeah. snowing, there was hail, there was rain, there was everything. <laughs> and he was about to die. Ayu, ayu. <laughs> and he needed to 
feel some warmth, otherwise he would die. So he called out to his sisters who were still in Hawaii. And one of the incantations that he recited or his karanga to his sisters was Ekuye, Ehaue, Kariroawite Tonga. Which means Ekui, which is one of his sisters. Um, Ehau, Haungaroa, another one of his sisters. Um, the the Tonga, the southern wind, is about to is about to devour me. Mm. Send me, send me the fire. So he sent for them. They heard his call and they sent the pupu and the huata, which are two sacred fires, into Ngatoroirangi. And the journey of those fires, you can see all the way from White Island, mm. uh, Motohora, mm. all Whakari. the way through Fakari, Fakari, Motohora, all the way through to Tongarirotoihu, Rotoitsi, Rotorua, Tarawera, Orake, Korako, Wairake, Tokanu, Tongariro. So you can see the journey of the fire all the way to Ngatoroirangi. Fwee. mean, man. Yeah, so koira tetehi onga. Um, it's, that particular story really resonates with me because it talks about, I mean, our ancestor and our mountain, our maunga, Tongariro, of whom um, raised me. There are so many, I can just talk about this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and as, as, of, you know, as the, the people of Whanganui have their relationship with the awa. Aye. Mm. have with the maunga. Mm. Neha. Sino. Aye. Sino, sino nei. Um, Aye. Roto, engari, that, uh, that the identity of Tongariro. Mm. Aye. Yeah, I think um, Tongariro, because of, again, it, it, I kind of, I'm reminiscent of another story about our koraua, about Tongariro, but there are so many, so many different metaphors and kōrero and proverbs about our mountains that it's just kind of ingrained in our upbringing. Mm. And the way, and a lot of, you know, when we grew up, the way that we were brought up, we were always given mountain metaphors, me, me tūkaha anonei he maunga. Yeah. Um, one of our haka talks about ngāpai maunga. Another one talks about the embers within the maunga that is the fire or the passion that resides within every one of us. And so a lot of those kōrero, a lot of the kōrero about the maunga, you could, as a person, as a as a child or as a teenager, you could relate to a lot of that and you use that as as strength to kind of plough on with your life or to dedicate passionate areas in your life. Mm. So, um, yeah, so we are very driven by our mountains. And it's actually funny whenever I go outside of Tuwharetoa and I... You know, um, people people say, oh, call such and such the maunga. <laughs> and you're like, I'm no. <laughs> <laughs> like, call such and such the puke? No. <laughs> no, but yeah. um, because I'm, you know, it's yeah, it's yeah. around. I mean, how yeah, how can you not, you know, mm. when you, your, your standard of a maunga, mm. you see the maunga and then it's like... <laughs> 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 no, no, I know what you mean because I had a mate from Taranaki. Mm. Yeah. He lived there his whole life. Yeah. yeah. You know, and when he came up here and people were saying <laughs> they're maunga. So yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 But you, yeah, again, you just get used to the environment that you're surrounded yeah. in. And yeah. so 
the rest of your kind of life and your perception of, especially in your Māori world, it's mm. completely influenced by the place where you grew up yeah. or the influences of nature around you. And mm. in our case, it was the maunga. And then contrastingly, our lake. You don't really know lofty mm. until you've seen your maunga, mm. the, the likes of the Ngā Pai maunga. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. I thought you were talking about one of my cousins. Oh, Kazi oh, Loft. Lofty. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure... Hey, other, lofty, not righty. Yeah, mm. other iwi feel the same about kai as well, you yeah. know, like they come to us and we've got lots of trout. Yeah. We used to have, you know, pre-colonisation, we had a lot of other fish, but Aye. now we've only got trout. Sorry, not yeah. only. I, I mean, was, imihia nao ki the, ki the trout. I was talking to one of your whanaungas and I was going, Che, what was the Māori word for trout? He goes, it's an introduced fish. And I, I never knew that. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not a... Yeah, yeah. Tahira. 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 We, have a, we have a native trout. Aye. We mm. do have a native one, but it's much smaller. But the brown and rainbow are introduced. Aye. Yes, you didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. how the government... Can I guess what it was? It's what, probably was, what it sounds like after you've eaten kina. Yeah. <laughs> Taraute. Taraute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to talk about your natural environment because mm. it's so different. Or, you know, if you're not used to it, we you have people living in their natural mm. environment, which is beautiful. Mm. And you have um, different weather patterns, eh? Mm. So I understand you have kiwaha and whakatauki pertaining to that. We were talking about kapua whakapipi. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what that means? Kapua whakapipi, it's a type of cloud and it's usually across the Kaingaroa ranges. I um, mean, it's a, uh, I don't know what Kaingaroa, the... Kaimanoa. Oh, yeah, Kaimanoa, sorry. Kaimanoa Rangers. Um, and it's a, uh, it's a, uh, what is it? Um, how had the kupu? Dusty cloud. I don't know if that's the right word. Why not? It's always freezing. And yep. because it's a bit of a... Bit of a trough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Caldera. Because Caldera. of that, Ooh. the cold comes and the whole rest of the country could be warm, mm. but it just, the cold will stay mm. until... Yep. It just slowly seeps away, but then the next day it comes again. So seldom will you be in Thopal and the warmth stays there, you know. Like you could be in the sun, the direct sun, and as soon as you go in the shade, you're cold again, even though the sun is is right there. So, I mean, yeah, the nature of the weather in Thopal is pretty ridiculous. Another thing, actually, which I'm embarrassed to admit, when I left Thopal and I would go to the beachside, um, you know, I'd been to the beach before, but maybe I just hadn't noticed it. <laughs> I discovered tides, you know, mm. because we don't oh, have yeah. a tide. Oh, yeah, see? And Popal. And I remember thinking, man, this is such a weird thing for the water to be doing. It never happened like that at home. And I just, you know, I just never thought about it before. Yeah. And so I'm just so used to fresh water, mm. pure, amazing water, and not used to salty Disappearing water. Yeah, awa paru paru. Awa <laughs> paru paru. You yeah. take it for granted there because yeah, all the rivers in mm. Tuwharetoa are pristine. Mm. They're either running into or out of Taupo. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and Taupo, it's you know, ma, te rotora, a Taupo. Yeah, it's, it's got its days or it's got its periods, yeah. but more often than not, Taupo is really sparkly clean. Mm. And um, yeah, we've spent almost, yeah, every almost every summer in Taupo enjoying. That particular water. Actually, another funny thing, salt water is a lot denser Aye. than fresh water. The buoyancy is different. Yes. <laughs> so I always kind of hated swimming because it's just felt so heavy, heavy and fresh water. And if you go into salt water, it's just a lot different. And it's just the nature of growing up in that area. That's yeah, all I that's was. What I mean. In the salt water, you can nae nae. 
You can nay nay. <laughs> you can't. That's not a point, though. It it no, it's not. <laughs> Sorry, that's it's another two for the talk. Well, but two hennessy. She doesn't really use it. But when a duck's floating on the waters, it's nay nay. <laughs> nay nay. So you know they were doing nay nay before, well, way before their song not, came yeah. out. So you, do, nay, nay you can watch me dip, and then yeah. watch me nay nay. And that song's probably like. Yeah. To a mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, now, yeah. Eh? yeah. I think I think the the equivalent word would probably be something like precarious or mm. yep. yeah, that kind of yeah. Okay. True. Also, you have different tohu with kapua around the maunga. Oh yeah, yes. Sorry, I shouldn't use that tone. But <laughs> yes, we do. But you, don't have to, you don't have to talk about it if you, if you um, want. I, no, I, we used to have this one, God rest her soul. We had a queer who would always kind of determine her day or her week dependent on the way the kapua would ora. look, Kia ora. you know, out. There were a few different theories about kapua being over particular areas in Tuwharetoa and the symbolism of that. And then also if the kapua were around Pihanga and Tongariro, who are our couple mountain. Um, Tongariro and Pihanga are married. That's how we look at that. Mm. And so depending on how the clouds were looking above those two mountains, you knew that something was about to happen or to stay away from a particular area. Mm. I remember my mother saying that if there were clouds over Pihanga and Tongariro that you shouldn't go to Rotopaunamu, who was a representative of their marriage. Okay. And so, he tohu ki no tērā, mm. uh, mehemea e kapiana, e rā maunga e rua. I te kohu. Yeah, yeah te i te kohu, kapua. i te kapua. Having dummies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 exactly. So, Ai yeah, he nui, he nui ngā, ngā kōrero pera, but that's the one that, that kind of sticks out to me about Tongariro and Pihanga, tērā, e rā momo kapua. And in relation to that, there's a lot of people now that traverse those tracks, like the Tongariro crossing and that. Yeah. What should one be mindful of? Mm. Because I've been told that you can go there in the summer and it's way different when you get to the peak of those maunga. Mm. Yeah, what should one be mindful of or look for what cues when they're... Bloody take a jacket. Take <laughs> a jacket, that's what I mean. <laughs> I mean mind your phone. On. I mean, on a practical level, it's going to be freezing. I mean, you're at a different climate once you get really, mm. really cool. high. It's actually a topic which is talked about a lot in the past couple of years because of how touristic that area has become. So mm. the people from Ngātitū Whareto were very protective over the Tongariro crossing. Um, but I would say if you wake up and the dawn is red, you probably shouldn't go. Um, you probably shouldn't walk up for for us, Te Ahikaiata or the red dawn symbolises loss. It symbolises hemomo mate. So if you see a symbol like that, I would probably say to be careful, mm. particularly if you're not from Ngātitū Whareto, if you're not from that area and you're not familiar, to tread carefully. But, I mean, be warm. Leave just your footprints and that's I like it. That one. Kia ora. I liken it to, yeah, I guess a museum. Ka haere koe, ka titiro. You go, you have a look and you enjoy the view and the feeling, the way to it, something that you'll mm. never feel yeah. anywhere else in the world, I'd say. Um, and enjoy that and then, you know, remember, take on those memories and haere pai atu. 
and leave in peace. What about kai and stuff in certain places there at Matikanga no, no Koto? That whole area around the Tongariro crossing, I think you're pretty safe um, in terms of kai. In Ketetahi, though, which is um, the kind of the hot spring and the uh, puya, which is um, the mud pools just at the very, very top. It's like a spring with there's a lot of geothermal activity in that area. If you're up there, I would be very careful with food because it's hot. The whole area is boiling hot and you just don't want to leave anything so noa in a place that is so tapu. I don't know. That, uh, that sounds like I, a, I too, a very it, yeah. contrasting statement to say, but Ketetahi is a very well-respected, well-protected and well-regarded area. And so if you were in there, I would treat it not necessarily like an urupa to that degree, mm-hmm. but you would still treat it with a bit of respect. And so having your kai in that space makes it a little bit mm. noa, and we don't want that. So, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, I like these things, and especially I'm sure there are people out there that do too, like respecting the area that you go into. Mm. The utmost sign of respect is understanding or mm. and, and following and abiding by the tikanga mm. of that area, mm. whether it be Rome, China or Tongariro. <laughs> Yeah. Wherever I go, if, mm. if the place is new to me, mm. I have a little karakia mm. and a mihi as well mm. because I'm treading through an area that doesn't belong to me when mm. I may have some whakapapa mm. and then I can show my respect, mm. you know, for that place mm. I'm traversing or that water I'm going to swim mm. in or, mm. or whatever. I really like the imagery of a museum. Mm. And they go, I had it, titiro atu, I. And then, you know, absorb the way to a paikato era called okay. O tena rawati kwe tohini? Kamatu i tena motene wa, um, norere etewi, kwena tata kuriru riru mo, um, two fareto, i tene wa. Now, what shall I play to sort of break this before we get into our. Let's try this one. Jingle? No. No, oh. that's the one um, when they go down the Wairere when they have a fight for the Battle of Wakanda. <laughs> oh. <laughs> With the rain stick. Yeah, yeah. The Ayua stick. The Ayua yeah. stick. Tu wharetoa waiwairākau. Wainu e te ui ko tātā te waiata i tēnei wiki to Tautoko, today's kaupapa. Iwa te wiki tu wharetoa is this waiata, one of the iwi anthems. And actually, I wanted huti huti manuka. Hey. Yeah. Because I like, I really like that waiata. I did our waiata. Yeah, yeah, but Tino. we're not going to do huti huti manuka. No. Ko tata te waiata, hea te waiata i te tuahine. Tu wharetoa, marangara. Do you know who composed this waiata? Cole. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could do a bit of rangahau on, on that. Let's, let's aye, aye, yeah, aye. yeah. Hoia no e te iwi, whakarongo mai um, ki tata te waiata. Oh, 
So we will get the um, kupu for that waiata up on our Facebook page because I don't know if you can find that on Google. Who yeah, knows? We are not queen at the waiata. Kupu fakamutsinga tate. Mehi kawana kia koe. Oh, yeah, mehi ana. Aye. E mihi ana māua kia koe, e whakapipi atu ana māua i ngā mihi ki runga kia koe. Mau i whaiwā mai ki te whaiwāhi ki te kōrero mō tōu iwi, mō um, tūwhare toa. Uh, he oranga ngākau o tira i tau ai te tahi māramatanga ki runga. Mm. Kia māua i tēnā o te māramatanga i pōhe ai māua kei a māua. <laughs> And I'm sure um, all of our listeners out there got something out of that. Again, please engage with our Pukamata, our Facebook page. Don't forget our kōrero kianga kiwaha for this week was Aiua, Aihau, Ai Marangai. I forgot to ask. Could yeah. you just use Aiua or do you use them all together? Like, Cold. Aiua, all together. Yeah, because I was talking. It's Aiua, all or nothing. Aiua. Well, it's all or nothing because then you know what the reference is to because it's about bihanga no reira. Tēnā koe. Ai, me whakaemi. Kia ora, tēnā koe. Hoino e mihi tonu ana mātou. Toko toru kia koutou katoa. Uh, Taringa brought to you by Te Wānanga Aotearoa from Te Ipuro here in Te Aumutu. Ana e mihi atu nei, hei ko nā mai rā e te Fakarongo ki te tangi a te kori mako Korero flowing at the hooker force Ko papa relevant, ko papa out of bounds Ko papa exigent, ko papa paramount Nā kona whakapiri mai ki te Ko papa tino whakahira hira Fakarongo pi kari kari mai Hare are mai o taringa hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kani kani move that body Kani kani move that body Taringa Brought to you by Te Wānanga o Aotearoa. To listen to more episodes, search for us on your podcast app and subscribe. Taringa, whakarongo mai. <laughs>